Fine. Welcome back to The Betrayed. This is Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. I appreciate y'all, especially the reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot. And thank you guys again for always hashtagging that Banana Cats and just like always the, the continued engagement and support. We really appreciate it. And if you want to come on The Betrayed, go to the description, click on our social media links, and send us a message, and we'll be sure to get back to you. Absolutely. How are you, Drew? I'm doing all right, G. How are you? I'm good. Ready to jump into this podcast. A West Sacramento school worker has been charged of sending vulgar pictures and arranging to have intercourse with a young student. Uh, He has been on trial for the past several days, and the stepfather testified about messages between his stepdaughter himself and Goler through the social media platform Instagram. The text conversations took place from January 19th to the 20th of this year. He and his wife claimed they used the young woman's Instagram account to message Goler on her behalf after they found the messages between them. They just kind of took over the account and started to pretend to be her. Well, through his stepdaughter's Instagram account, the stepfather asked Goler, like, what makes me so special? She asked him, and to which the defendant responded, because you was with it. You was so innocent and adorable, he said. So once the defendant had continuously shown, you know, a romantic interest in the minor through flirting and conversation, the stepfather posing is the girl asked, are you, you know, trying to be with me? And the defendant responded, do you want me to? So the defendant attempted to obtain the minors like Snapchat and other social media saying they should use other platforms to continue messaging. And once he was informed her mother had access to her Snapchat account, he declined and insisted on using Instagram, which happens a lot. They, right. They want to go to other platforms. Almost every chat log that I, I went through from yours, they always, Within, I mean, almost the first couple met, they already wanted like switch platforms, something, something, something right. more that they can cover their tracks. The parents contacted local authorities and continued messaging Goler. Well, the defendant had attempted to initiate a meetup, saying he would pick her up from her friend's house. However, that did not happen. According to the stepfather, Goler then pressed him, posing as the young girl to send horrible vulgar pictures and he messaged her asking for pictures of her you know top area and so i don't really want to say it i don't know who's listening but you guys get the point at this point the parents had been in contact with the west sacramento police department for one day and officers were then dispatched once a meeting between goler and the minor had been arranged on january 20th at 2 a.m which is usually a typical time. They do like those later in the morning or early early in the morning, but later at night times, they try to pick the most discreet times, which is usually like 2 to 4 a.m. It's most likely when their parents would be asleep too, correct? I mean... Right. The girl's stepfather verbally read the messages with his wife and the two officers present. Through the body camera, one of the officers recorded the parents messaging the defendant through their daughter's Instagram account. 
The defendant agreed to meet the girl at a fast food restaurant near her house late at night once her parents were asleep. Prior to the meeting, the defendant sent the girl a picture of his private part. This was witnessed and recorded by the officer and both of the young girl's parents. Goler arranged to meet her at the fast food restaurant for an encounter, you guys know what I mean, and the officers left the family's house and then confirmed that they had Goler in custody. This was the end of the body cam footage and the stepfather's testimony. The judge then stated the trial would resume on Thursday. And I just think that that kind of thing can happen all the time. That's the, the exact reason why in our last episode we talked about social media apps again and, you know, specifically kids doing online school because I just actually read an article that came out a few days ago and it's saying how they're able to be on these chat, the, like on the homework chat lines mm-hmm. that is on the online schooling program. And they're able to message the kids through there for some reason. I don't know why that's open to the public or open to scammer, you know, people who like kids. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. They're just sitting there waiting in these little chat rooms, it said. Well, I mean, they're they're, they're ready to exploit anything they can if it's vulnerable, especially like it seems like none of this they were ready for. But how awesome was it that the parents stepped in like that? I mean, it's... The crime's one thing, but it's like that's pretty proactive parenting and stuff like that to actually seize it and take all the evidence and all that. Like, good on them. Right. And they even portrayed as her and they took it into their own hands to like do what we do. And I think that's amazing. And there's even messages that I get of the similar situations asking what they should do. And I always tell them contact your local law enforcement because just like what these parents, they will go to your house, they'll take footage, they'll be with you while you have a a conversation with them throughout the day. It depends on your area. I'm not saying every area will do things like that, but... Well, the other thing, too, is if if it's an actual instance where the child's been contacted by an adult, there's an actual victim there. So law enforcement does have to get involved. I don't know how every area handles it, though. Like, this area went to their house, took video was with them throughout the days, scheduled to meet with them. That's amazing. That is very hands-on. That's very, you know, let's get this done and get this guy off the streets. And they were loud about it. So I really like to see that. And I hope other areas take notes and do the same. Because I, I, that's the first time I've heard of them actually going to their house and taking footage of chat logs and stuff like that. I've never heard of a story like that. Have you? Not like that before, but maybe it's more standard practice than we realize because maybe once there is that end where they've actually contacted a child and maybe because of the age too, we don't hear public cases about it. I don't know. I'd have to dig more into it. It's very interesting. It's very, like I said, it's good on the parents. What a, what a, what a good catch. It sounds weird to say that, but I mean, good for them. They they put a stop to it. Yeah, that's why I like to talk, or that's why we like to talk about articles like this because you don't hear stuff like this on the news, for one. And for two, it's very informative. Yeah, well, this kind of segues me into another thing with uh, it's kind of along the same ways, but a little more on the dark side, I guess. Police in San Mateo, that's south of San Francisco, about 20 miles, are trying to identify a more 
more possible victims of a San, San Mateo man they said posed online as a teenage girl on Instagram to solicit vulgar photos and videos from teenage boys. Police say 29-year-old San Mateo resident Wei Kit Ching, a.k.a. Raymond Ching, portrayed himself as a 15-year-old girl using the name Alicia Harris since at least 2018 to interact with hundreds of boys, mostly in the United States and Europe, for the purpose of soliciting photos of their private areas and videos of them uh, gratifying themselves. San Mateo detectives began an investigation after being contacted by the Eden Prairie Police Department in Minnesota, which was an investigating, which was investigating inappropriate online contact with minor that was traced to Ching. Detectives assisted by the ICAC Task Force, Homeland Security Investigation served a search warrant to Ching's home on the 4300 block of Camden Avenue. Ching, described as a Chinese national, confessed and was arrested, police said. He was arraigned Thursday on seven counts of lewd and lascivious acts with a minor, eight counts of contacting a minor with intent to commit a felony, one count of possession of CP, and seven enhancements of one-strike law for offenses, according to the department. Police said Ching targeted white juvenile males ages 25 to 15 with blonde or light brown hair using the name Alicia Harris. The Instagram handles, they're not important. They also said that Ching may have invited a San Mateo juvenile male into his home last December and January. Police are trying to determine if there are more juvenile victims and want to hear from anyone who has on, who had online or in-person contact. And we'll leave the link to this so you can see the names. Um, Alicia Harris, Raymond Ching, or Wei Kit Ching. Department said the case is, is evolving and involves multiple victims and jurisdictions. Anyone with information related to the investigation is asked to contact Detective Sergeant Lee Violet. So this was similar in the fact that someone was trying to take on another identity, but this was a guy posing as a young girl to get boys which which i feel like is a lot more common than we think i feel like that's like a, a very i hate to say this but a smart way of getting away with it and i'm so glad and thankful that he got caught that is uh i feel like very rare of someone in that situation to get caught but where he is at fault is like uh, there's a lot of a lot of people who just want pictures, you know, who just want the fantasy in their mind. And what he did is he took it further and wanted to meet in person, thankfully, because he got caught. So, but I feel like a lot of people probably do this. I mean, look at all the Instagram accounts that there are in Facebook. I mean, Facebook is a little better at protecting people's identities and making sure that you have a real identity on there. But Instagram isn't. Anybody can make an account with an email and a name. And so it's pretty scary to know that you can just build up some fake followers and post some pictures over time and they can contact your child pretending to be another child. Yeah, it's terrifying. But it looks like there are people still trying to go after him, so that's good. So this is kind of... I just thought it was a very interesting story. It's something that don't really hear happens often 
Um, there's a brave child, nine years old, and tried to swap seats with classmate, 10 years old, to try to protect her from a teacher that was trying to be vulgar with the little girl. And the child noticed and picked up on that and tried to help any way that he could. What happened was a nine-year-old child offered to swap seats with their 10-year-old classmate to try and protect her because Logan Bill was accused of turning his classroom at Meadow Lane Elementary School in Ulf, Kansas, into a fetish playground. It is said to have taken the images of unsavory purposes. The classmates saw what he was doing and warned her what was going on. But her parents were not told of the teachers stalking by school bosses several days after a parent of another child in the class contacted them about it. Logan Bill has been charged with stalking, which is a misdemeanor, with the girl and her family, so outraged by the small charge that they campaigned for a change in the law. They want new legislation making stalking anyone age 14 or under a far more serious felony offense, with even harsher penalties for criminals who do so while in position of authority, such as teachers. The girl's mom was not named to protect her daughter's identity. We quickly learned that the laws just aren't in place to protect these kids. The laws in Kansas and Missouri are pretty behind the times as far as how these statues are set up, and they're really not set up to protect kids. Every day that isn't passed, more and more kids aren't protected in our state. We definitely full steam ahead as far as passing the legislation. She told of how Loganville has photographed and videoed her daughter throughout the day and asked her daughter for a massage and to play with her hair. The mom was so spooked by Loganville's alleged stalking that she spent some nights sleeping in the hallway between her children's bedrooms to try and ensure that they were better protected. Logan Bill, a teacher of 31 years who has since retired, he behaved inappropriately at other schools also. He is free on bail, and his next court appearance is soon. And I agree. Um, we've said this for a long time. Hashtag more punishment. Well, I mean, yeah. Hashtag more punishment for sexual predators. I mean, the fact that, that that's what the parents are choosing to do, that's, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Getting proactive locally. It seems like state laws, things like that, they're trying to change. Yeah. Which I hope, especially now with the movement and everything, only getting stronger every day, I hope that can happen everywhere. Yeah, so do I. So this is has to do with bills and new laws that are coming, trying to come through our nation's capital right now. Is encryption the biggest impediment to law enforcement's ability to stop weirdos from attacking children? Or the advocates of the Internet Act, which would loosen the rules protecting Internet services use of encryption, it most certainly is. The Eliminating Abusive and Rapid Neglect of Interactive Technologies Act, EARNIT Act, would create an online commission to prevent the exploitation of children tasked with developing the best practices that the internet services would be required to adhere to and in order to retain the protections of Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act of 1996. Section 230 protects internet services such as Facebook and Twitter 
from lawsuits over content published on their sites by their users. Following the addition of a manager's amendment by co-sponsor Senator Lindsey Graham that weakens some party parts of the bill and leaves the impact of other sections unclear, the Senate Judiciary Committee voted to approve the Internet Act on Thursday. The next step for the bill would, is to be voted by the full Senate. The Earnit Act, originally introduced by Senator Richard Blumenthal and Graham, doesn't actually use the word encryption. Both senators denied on Thursday that the bill is intended to interfere with how tech companies use encryption to protect their users' data and communications. The bill creates a 19-member commission to determine what the best practices should be with three mandatory commissionary members, the U.S. Attorneys General, the Secretary of Homeland Security, and the Chair of the Federal Trade Commission. Any one of these three would be empowered by the guidelines set out in the Internet Act to veto recommended best practices. Given that many U.S. government leaders have had decades-long history of opposition to private use of digital encryption, cybersecurity and privacy advocates fear that the Internet Act Commission is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Their concern is the Internet is an Earn it is an attempt to hide an attack on the use of encryption among the legitimate concerns of proliferation of child abuse material online, says Rihanna Peffercorn, Associate Director of Surveillance and Cybersecurity at Stanford Center of Internet and Society. There is a sense of tech companies are too big for their britches, and someone should stick it to them, Peffercorn says, thanks to the online spread of hate speech misinformation and disinformation earn it will hurt us all but it won't financially hurt the companies it won't help catch the bad guys it's the wrong tool to indulge and that's under an understandable impulse in the year of our lord 2020 the second bill the law act the earn it act is not the only attempt by lawmakers to restrict the use of encryption which has become increasingly more commonplace in the aftermath of whistleblower disclosures taken on by Edward Snowden, especially as used in message apps such as iMessage, Signal, WhatsApp to prevent malicious hackers and government snoops from spying on message content. A section act, a, se a second bill, so excuse me, the lawful access to encrypted data would enforce tech companies with more than 1 million users to create government accessible backdoors and encryption. This basically, what encryption is, is what keeps all your stuff private and it's a, another barrier to keep hackers and people like that that are harvesting personal data. I think it's something worth talking about because some of these companies have refused to help. I believe the, there's one of the, the attacks at the nightclub where the guy went in and hurt a bunch of people. They refused to, help the i believe it was i apple that refused to help the, the feds crack his phone they, they had to spend like an extra three or four weeks but at the same time shouldn't that be what they do i don't know right that's that's scary that's scary stuff to know that people can have that much access from your information by just what being on your phone or being in a nap right yeah, and the thing is, is, if they build these what they call back doors, they'll be exploited by hackers. It'll just be a, mm. there'll be a set, I guess, a set of data and things like that. There'll be a, that the government will have, and I mean, governments get corrupt. People hack governments. 
so how much safe is it really going to make us? I don't know. And the information that they have access to is like our pictures and videos and contacts and passwords, right? Yeah, exactly. Those type of things. That's what they're looking for. Any of those things. So say if men or women who are targeting, you know, young boys or girls, if they were smart enough to do something like that, they'd have access to all of, you know, people's children's information, right? Yeah, and that's... Can you, like, target a certain... Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, but can you target, like, a certain person? Like, say you're scrolling through Instagram, right? And someone comes across a young boy or girl, and they want to target them. Can, just by coming across their Instagram and liking them like that, can they do something like that? I would guess the average hacker, no, not just through Instagram, but I mean, if your mm. Instagram has a lot of person, like it's public and has a lot of personal information, they might be able to get stuff through there. Yeah, that's good stuff to know yeah. for sure. I think that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. Until next time, Banana Cats. Banana Cats, much love. Peace.